So you, so you, so you wouldn't complain. We'll probably get hit with copyright for this one. Yeah, probably gonna get hit with copyright on this one. I don't care. We're still going through. Oh boy. <laughs> Gotta mute that doggy. What's up, Knox? How we doing? Knox, that's a cool name. Knox Alon. That's like Baldy moving, bro. Oh, is it fake? Yeah, that's my cousin. That's like Baldy moving. Knox Alon. Baldy moving. BFR's on. Yeah. That that is that is an alias, as they say. So why would we get hit with copyright on this song? We will. They're still going through that old stuff? Yeah, I mean, if you, like, I think this song is so popular in, like, backgrounds, we'll, we'll, we'll get copyrighted on this. I just don't care. I mean, you gotta let it run. What, what, it, instantly, I think we've done this for a bunch of songs, but, like, when this song plays, what movie do you think of? Movie? Yeah, like what? There's a movie specifically that this takes me back to, like instantly. I have no idea. Varsity Blues. Oh, really? So, all right, same movie, different song. What? Um, the song that takes me back to Varsity Blues is My Hero by yeah. Foo Fighters. Yeah, there go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this is the song that they play after the fucking Bender game, and they get their shit pushed in. I don't remember yeah. the games. I don't. How do you remember the names of the teams that they play? Uh, well, I don't know. I don't remember the, the name of the team they played, but I'm saying they Who's Bender? they play this is after that a, the, is no, that a character? the Bender, the oh, Bender, the Bender. Yeah, okay. the, the fucking nightclub Bender the that tweeter. they went on, the and they get their Bender. ass kicked to this music. So that that's like the big thing. We're good, Knox. Just getting fired up, Knox. Love that name. Knox. Love it. What is up, everybody? Now that our music has been censored and we can't even play it, what is up, everybody? Yes. Welcome to a long-awaited episode of. From the hill. That's right. Swag's here with the prof. We got a lot to talk about. A lot has gone on. And you will notice just two today. We don't have a third. We don't have in a third. In the studio. We, ha we couldn't wake Squirrel up this morning. Earl didn't make the it. poor Squirrel was working all night. He probably worked <laughs> until. He doesn't work on the weekends, bro. No, I know. It's Sunday. I know. I mean, just, Sunday, hon. It's Sunday. It's he just Sunday, likes to hon. go out Saturday night, you know? Yeah, well, you know, it's a lot of. Well, listen, we have the best Earl impersonator on the planet here, so I'm not going to do that. We can, we can, we could always, uh, we could always do that. Brian couldn't make it either; he's got some family commitments. We're also a little late, Prof. Why don't you tell the people what happened here? All right, so we were supposed to start off around eleven, but my son's a little bit of a mess, so he woke up this morning and he's got stuff coming out of his eyes, and he looks like he got punched in both of his eyes by Tyson. So. We're dealing with a little bit of uh, pink eye at the house, a little bit of conjunctivitis at the house. So Yikes. we had to do the uh, emergency call to the doctor to get the eye drops placed. So Amanda went to go pick them up, and then we had to hold his head down and put the eye drops in. It was a whole fun oh. process that I'm sure, you know, if you're a parent, you've been through it. If you're going to be a parent, you're going to go through it. But it's just another learning experience. In the wonderful world of fatherhood. Of fatherhood. Knox, add you to the Discord call. Yeah, but we're going to talk sports, bro. Listen, you can you can just be live chat here, Knox. So hopefully Mick feels better. Um, that sucks. I mean, kids get sick. I brought the disinfecting wipes up here. I already gave it away <laughs> oh, once. That, oh, that's why you wiped I already it. gave it away was, once. That's why I'm going to give wondering. it a wipe again when you're not here because I, like, I don't want pink eye. That's why I was like, I was wondering why he's wiping the table down. I'm like, did you have a beer pong tournament up here or something? Yeah. Like, what are you wiping the no, table no, no. down we're, we're gonna We're going to sanitize. I wash twice. my hands, dude. Yeah, I, yeah I know. I know. I know. It's highly contagious, bro. I know, Ronnie, dude. Pink eye sucks. So I've never had pink eye. I had it when I was a kid once. It's horrible. Like, it's the worst, dude. It's the worst feeling. But you know what I used to get a lot of when I was a kid? Ear infections. Like, does Mick get the ear infections? No, not yet. Knock on wood. But um, we do have that in the family. And we had to deal with the tubes. You ever, yeah. Did you have the tubes? I didn't, I didn't have to do the tubes, no. And then apparently there's some gunk that comes out. It's a whole mess. Oh, yeah, no, dude. Once we, you we get them, though, that, you, yeah. like, keep getting them. Like, yeah. when I was a kid, I used to get them. Dude, it hurts so bad. And there's, like, nothing you can do. Yeah. That's ah, brutal. So, hopefully, hopefully, Mick stays away from those. Yeah, man. He's he's in good spirits, though. The kid doesn't stop eating. He that's, just eats Well, that's constantly. good. So, just when you have to put the drops in, it's like when you have to give a puppy, like, a pill, right? You just feed them. So, then he'll Dude, feed like, better. nonstop. Yeah. That's good. Love that. 
Yeah. Also, I was late because I got caught. And have you ever got you got caught behind the Wawa line where there's somebody, <laughs> and they do this they do the cigarettes dance where they make the cashier go up and down the row of cigarettes. Like, no, not that one. It's that one there. No, not that one. It's the one next to it. No, the below, below that. No, the green one. And she's like, oh my god, dude! Like, get through this. That's already. also why I don't love the new Wawa setup where they have the cashier in the middle, but the cigarettes are like all the way on the right side register. So you go, oh, I'll have you know Cowboy Killers, and you go, oh, okay, and they have to walk over to the other one and get them. Like they had that at the the Plymouth Wawa, and they have it at the King of Prussia Wawa. Everybody's going that way. Yeah, and it's stupid, like because then that person has to leave their spot, go over to get the cigarettes. It's I don't it's an inefficient setup. I don't understand why they decided to do that. Yeah, they're doing a whole dance around the counter. Right, uh, everybody's like, sitting there's like, oh my god, dude, like let's yeah, go. Yeah, like why don't you like the Bridgeport Wawa? You have your four registers facing out with the middle, the old style, old school style setup, which is better because then you can everything's right there. I don't understand the whole it, split it, register. It literally never fails. Like when I'm in line, the person in front of me or the two people in front of me have some crazy transaction to do. Or they need to buy something that's not there at the register. Someone has to go get it for them. Or they are the, the they, they need to count down to the last penny to be exact. Like they're counting through their change <laughs> first. Like I'm always that person that is stuck behind these people. My transaction literally anywhere I go, it, it's 15 seconds yep. at most. Yep. At most. I've got my form of payment ready to go. It's not a surprise to me that when I get up to the front of the line that I have to pay. So I'm ready with my card in hand. In. I got these things ready for the pin numbers. My fingers are loose. Out. Like two seconds. I know. Everybody before me, some insane transaction that has to take place. Yeah, Sorry, it's like they've never actually bought anything at a convenience store before. So, uh, you know, I, I don't understand that. Uh, okay, Knox. So I... I haven't been streaming much lately. I will get into that towards the end here. I got a lot of content we want to cover, but I'll tell you uh, what's going on with that specifically. So you may be surprised. Um, so real quick reminder, uh, guys, if you like the content, please hit the share button, hit the like button, helps us out, helps get the content out. We have a ton of merch still. I have a stack of t-shirts over here. We have hats. I've got everything you want. Hit prof up, hit me up. If you guys want some FTH merch, we'll hook you up. Um, just let me know what you need, what size. We got two color t-shirts, white and black. They're awesome t-shirts, so um, just let us know. I went with the black and the orange today myself. I see that. It's a very big Flyers day Prof, Prof is all flyered up. All flyered all up. All flyered up. As everyone is now. Yeah. So everybody that hasn't been on board throughout the season is now jumping on board, which is fine. But I have to say, it is kind of annoying if you have been on board the yes. whole time. And then people start jumping on board. You're like, well, you, you weren't posting that. You know, two months ago, you hate it, but then you have to like, you have to, you know, really you to, take inventory and you have to accept, and be like, okay, we accept you. Like yes. we want this. Yes. This is what we want. Yes. For this you want more people. So it's like, if you remember the Phillies boom, right. Of 2008, like the attendance down there and the people that probably never, ever watched a Phillies game oh, yeah. in their life were all about it going to every game. But you, you get a little perturbed when you follow them that closely, but to your point, you got to accept them, right? Yeah. They're Philadelphians. They're, they're getting on board. You just, you got to take them. That's one of the reasons that led to the Jimmy Rollins bandwagon comment, right? Because everybody that was jumping on board all of a sudden is they want to be on for the ride. But Hey, listen, I think we're all guilty of that to some degree, depending on, you know, if you're not, if you're not like tuned into the Sixers all the time, if the Sixers are doing well, you're, you're, you're paying attention. You're getting on board kind of like you, you were last year. You're not going to have that problem this year. They look awful, but True. this year with the flyers, you're going to have that facts. And hopefully a couple months down the road, talking like six months down the road because people really don't get involved in baseball until it's like time to actually really go and get down to the nitty gritty of the true, season. True. But hopefully we got a lot of bandwagoners this year. Yeah. I mean, that would be the idea. I'm not hopeful. You want but... bandwagoners because that means your team is doing well. Yeah. Right. All right. So a couple things that we wanted to go over real quick, like we always do before we jump into heavy sports. So I want to show prof this really quick. Cause I, I, I so Oh, I had to ask this question. I know Prof is sort of a sneaker guy, right? I know I'm a sneaker guy. So this pair of sneakers popped up. Oh, and, that, that's legendary. Right? So so, so these are – they've come back into the fold here. Um, and anybody – I wish – I couldn't put the image up, but when we do the recast, I'll, I'll put the image in so you can see it. So these are – All you need to do is describe this shoe. Yes, and everybody is going to know. know exactly right. So these are – they're Nike Air more up-tempo 96 1996 that is basketball shoes and they are they've recolored them uh, to the black and red so they've got the big air running up the sides both ways and giant lettering and then the r fades off the back 
Sick. So they're back in rotation. They're $160. But here's my problem. Whoa. Yeah, dude. Whoa. They're $160. And the thing is, dude, I have 10 pairs in my closet right now of mint condition sneakers that I barely ever wear, right? So the thing is, do I buy these? Like, I don't know. I, I They're so awesome. All right. So you pose the question. I know do the, I buy these? I know the answer. You're going to, no matter what I say. But I mean, that that's a little bit steep. It's very steep. And to to your surprise, I've been sitting on these for like a month debating like whether or not I should buy these. I'm so on the fence because one, I don't know if I'm actually going to wear them enough. Like, of course, when I first get them, I'll wear them a ton, right? Like that's part of the deal. But then I have so many sneakers in the closet. I'm up and down and like usually a hundred dollars for a pair of sneakers. I get it. 160. What's up with that? Prof? So I, ba- I think that you basically held on to this for contents purposes. And as soon as this podcast is over, you will be online clicking order, ordering these <laughs> shoes. So I didn't have, did you have them growing up? Yeah, I yeah I did. I mean, in 1996, I didn't. Oh, you didn't have them. No. So you you're but, intrigued. But I all like so. There's one kid in particular that I know. I remember specifically had him. He was my next door neighbor, Chuck Rahosky. What up? Shout out. But <laughs> they were sick, and I wanted a pair. I never got them. Yeah, but I mean, look at a dude in all their glory. Like, yeah, I mean, I think you pull the trigger. What kind of is that? The only color. Uh, they have different colors, but this is like the main. So they have like some white and black. Yeah, the they've old got, white They've ones got the white sick. and red. Um, they've got actually some ones that are kind of ugly. They're black with like uh, the camo that I have on now in the air in the middle. So I, I didn't like these. That, these are the ones. Yeah. Like the black so, and red fade, like those are the ones. Those are those are a design that really takes you back. Is there any like shoe that you remember from your childhood that really like takes you back? So like your favorite pair of shoes that you ever had? I mean, the first thing that comes to mind for me is the pumps, right? Is it the pumps? That's like that not for me. That's what rem- the first thing that pops in my head from shoes as a kid was the pump. Yeah. Pump, so pump I had up. a blue pair of Nike flights that were, they were my all time favorite shoe. I wore them everywhere all day. They, I had to throw them out cause they smelled so bad. Cause I <laughs> like before you'd go outside, like if it's a summertime or whatever, and you just had to run outside, I'd put them all with no, no socks and just mm-hmm. run around in them with no socks. That's so, a like, death sentence for a pair of sneakers. Yeah, they stink forever. Yep. And then the second pair were the first, um, now that had to be the, well, the first Iversons were sick too, but the second pair of Iversons, they were like black and gold. Okay. Yeah, 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 And yeah, I actually yeah, yeah. wore them for basketball. They were the sickest shoes. Yeah, they were nice. I've had a pair of all white I3s. Ricky, Lizy says the Scotty Pippins. Yeah, the old Scotties. You know, it's funny, Ricky, about these shoes I'm talking about, these up-tempos, they're very, very similar to the Scotties. So if you if you look at the up-tempos, they're very similar to the old Scotties. So the, the, the shoes that come to mind, the pumps from my childhood and then moving into like young adulthood, the two shoes that stick out yeah, to me, that does, that's not, that doesn't bring you back. But these, like I have a pair of Reebok zigs still in mint condition. You remember the zigs? Yeah. I love them. Dude, you can't find them anymore. I don't know why they stopped there's making a, there's them. There's a reason. They're awesome. They're awesome shoes. I still have a pair of black and yellow zigs and still popular, but the classic Air Max nineties, right? Like I had at one point probably four or five different color pairs of the Air Max 90s. I had the old Barclays as well that um, I also ruined by jumping in the creek. Bro. You say crick or creek? Uh, you say crick, I bet. No, nah, I'm a creek guy. Are you? Uh, crick, crick is like Alabama, right? Like yeah, Arkansas. a lot of people say crick. Crick, that's a creek. We used to say crick when I was younger. You called it a crick? No. I when know. did you convert to the creek? When I learned how to spell. Yeah, true. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Uh, everyone knows it. Yeah, dude. Well, they had the light up and the pumps, right, Knox? Everybody had the light up and the pumps. Remember the old light ups when you stepped? Oh, my God, dude. All right. So jumping into a little bit of TV here. Yeah. What? Where, what is? Where is? You're uh, in like the movies where's here. Where's Sportsnet? Uh, well, you got like you got to go 206 and up or like your sports. Yeah, so, but where's so Comcast Sportsnet? You got to keep going. That. It's going to be down further. It's brutal. Yeah. You All right. Sorry. Uh, so a couple things happened. Prof and I had something going on last night that I want to bring up on Twitter. We're going to get there. But first. You Ray Donovan guy, Prof? I was. They're, it's done. I know, but I stopped in like season five. Oh, bro, so Ray Donovan, after seven seasons, they just announced that they're done. And there's some, an interesting dynamic here so that I wanted like, to bring they up. Just, they're like not coming back? It's or they canceled. Don't, they don't have a finale? No, no. Well, that's what, I'm gonna, that's what I want to say. Huh. Say water. Yeah, we're, we're water here, Knox. You know that. So uh, basically, they ended the seventh season, and then – Pretty much immediately afterwards on Twitter, it came out that like they're not renewing this season. It's going to be canceled. So there's an interesting dynamic here that I wanted to ask you about. So there's no series finale, right? Are you a fan of a show when you know it's the final season and then you know it's going to be like the series finale? Yeah. 
because to me, I almost think this is a sort of a not a bad ending to this because one, with Ray Donovan and Lev Schreiber, it always leaves it open to like they could do a movie, right, to wrap things up, kind of like they did with Entourage, terrible, which idea. we're going to talk about, terrible idea. Um, but or they could come back and do like a special to like wrap it up. But one thing that I've noticed a lot, and it's sort of hurt some of my favorite shows is when they have the last season ready to go it's always a disappointment right like the ending is a letdown the final episodes are a letdown so in some sort of way this isn't like the worst way to end a great show like ray donovan what are your thoughts on that i don't think doing the movie thing i think that's like it seems like a money grab so if you're winding down the show and you're going to end it like that, it couldn't have been doing that well. And it couldn't have been getting good feedback. You, well, specifically for Ray, I, I felt like it was time, honestly. Like, I mean, Ray's a, Ray Donovan's an incredible show. but It was, but, it, you know, like it definitely slowed down. Yes. They, After, it was, yeah. So, spoiler alert here. So, turn it off if you don't want to hear what happens in season, like, five or something like that. But, like, when the mom goes, yeah. that's where it all went downhill for yes. me. So, I, we stopped watching it. Yep. Yeah, and and then it got weird with Ray having flashbacks of the uh, his wife and what was her name? Uh, what was her fucking name? Hardcore Boston accent. Hardcore Boston accent, like trashy Boston, yeah. like from Southie. Like, uh, yeah, we gotta we gotta go. Uh, we gotta go hurt some people, and you can't ask me any questions about it. Like hardcore. Yeah. Um, fuck, oh, I forget her name. Daughter's name is Bridge. What the hell is the mom's right. name? Don't worry. About I'm sure it. it'll pop in my head. But my point is that it must have been losing some steam for them to yeah. just go ahead and all right, we're done. And I feel like at the end of these shows, like they've either run out of ideas to come up with a movie, or like it's not going to be worth it to make the movie. It's going to be the same thing as the episode, except on a more on a grander scale. Because like, okay, if you're disappointed with the last episode, how disappointed are you going to be with a movie? Okay, so, so you pay. Twenty dollars to go right. just get well, it. So speaking of that, so did you not like the Entourage movie? I mean, it was okay, but then you also saw how they broke it down into basically episodes. It's like where they could have done the same thing. Well, yeah, it was like three. It was almost like three episodes combined. Yeah, so they could have just done that instead of make people pay to go see it. But whatever. That's again, it's part. Yeah, but it but it also makes it an event, right? And then have a movie. So speaking of Entourage, last night I was in the Twitterverse and I saw that Shander tweeted out a, a, a tweet and he was asking for your most iconic episode from your favorite sitcom. And I immediately replied with Entourage, Vegas, baby, Vegas. Now, there's levels to this, what Prof and I are about to talk about. First, Prof jumped in and said that he doesn't believe Entourage is a sitcom. And I I was okay with that. Like, I I could see it not being a sitcom. But there's a lot of sitcom elements to Entourage also, right? No. You don't think so? No. So tell me why. Because, all right, first of all, I feel like, and I posted this, you, sitcoms, the definition of a sitcom is you just know it when you see it. And I think the first element of a sitcom, to me, is network television. Well, that, so I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say it's that. It's got to be. So, it's gotta, so you're thinking literally of Seinfeld and Cheers and like it's got to be, fil- uh, you know, Married with Children, filmed in it's front of a live studio like, audience, like, C- like network TV. Honestly, CBS, ABC, NBC. And then after that, like Fox, may- like maybe TBS, you know, like a contemporary TNT, sitcom. Fox. Like maybe that. Not even TNT. No. no, I don't even think so. But like, yeah, Fox. Fox qualifies. ABC, NBC. There's got to be, there's got, it's got to be a 21 minute, 22 minute long show with commercial breaks, and every line is constructed to make you laugh, or could have a laugh track behind it, and it would flow totally fine. So I don't necessarily disagree, but at the same time, the way that Entourage is set up, if Entourage wasn't on HBO, and let's say it was on CBS. I mean, Ari Gold, and that's what I tweeted back to Nick, is literally like a walking sitcom. Dude, well, it has it has been on network television, Entourage. Well, yeah, they bought, well, yeah, because they bought it and then they rerun it, right? But like honestly, CW. for me, a sitcom like takes place in it's filmed in like three different sets. It's like the main <laughs> character's house, yeah, like the, <laughs> the bar, neighbor, the neighbor's house, yeah, like the bar yeah. that they all go to, yeah. or like you know, every once in a while they'll venture out to like the bowling alley or something or like they'll go to some, but 
it's mainly filmed in the house. So, right. So the good examples here, and a lot of people go back all the way to, like I said, Seinfeld, Friends, right? Like those are your old school, but there's contemporary oh, no, ideas. No, no, I'm saying you go back further than that. Well, of course. I mean, you're, you're going back to I Love Lucy. Right. The Honeymooners. But there are contemporary examples of that, right? So, for example, Two and a Half Men. Okay. Right. How sure. I Met Your Mother. But that's all filmed in like ba- mainly like one spot. Well, yeah, like Charlie's house, right? Two Charlie's house. Charlie's like house. Like a bar. Yeah. The bar. The bar. The back. Like the back door. The driveway. That's it. Right. So yeah, I, I I get it. I can get on board with that. The the one thing that I wanted to ask you though about that episode that I posted about Entourage. Do you remember that episode that I'm talking about? If you if you tell me what like a little okay. bit what happened. I'll tell you about. I can. Tell, I don't remember the, na- the like the right. names. It's so them. memorable to me because so first off. During that episode, they're obviously they go to Vegas, and there's two separate elements at work. The first is that Seth Green is in the episode, and e, oh, yeah. Eric at the time is dating Sloan, and so they fought, they run into Seth Green about five times, and every time they run into him, he goes, "Yo, E, say what up to Sloan, say what up to Sloan." Yeah, so like that. that's building up the entire episode, right? Yeah. So they're getting fucking pissed about that, and then the second part is drama keeps saying he's got to get this massage from this guy. Right. And and so Turtle and Vince and E are making fun of him. And they're like, dude, like what this guy is going to come on to you, like because you're so obsessed with him. And drama just keeps saying, listen, a proper massage is done with a man's hands. Right. So then finally, that was actually pretty good. When he gets yeah, good drama, right? He gets the massage done. The guy comes on to him and drama freaks out. And as drama freaks out and leaves the room and comes downstairs again, Seth Green is right in front of Eric talking about Sloan and drama just hauls off and nails him because he's pissed about the massage thing and he's pissed at Seth Green and then they get into a huge brawl and that's the end of the episode. Probably my favorite Entourage episode ever. Love it. Such a good episode. Which is fine, but it's not a sitcom. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But what I did say is to me, Entourage is like low-key a top five best show of all time contender because when you take out your usual suspects, right? Sopranos, Breaking Bad, that kind of thing, and you get into your next level of a, t- a show that could sneak up in there. For me, it's Entourage because I think Entourage was that good. I mean, I, I don't disagree with you. I think it's like I wouldn't laugh at somebody and say no way. But that's the thing is like it, that's all up to the person. It's all up to the person. If wh- whatever in your top five, if you liked it that much, I have I've had people come up to me and say, "Dude, this show is amazing. You have to watch this show." And I start watching it. Like for instance, okay, I'm gonna get some I'm gonna get some shit for this. But, good, good. Uh, and, and it's because I've only I'm only two episodes in, and I'm already out on it because I'm bored. And maybe if I keep going, it'll get better. Maybe it won't. I don't know. But Peaky Blinders, I'm like, it's been slow. It's been slow for me. Okay, I can see that. I've that's a show that I have. But everybody I talk to is like, oh my god, Peaky Blinders. Yeah, agreed. I've heard a lot of Peaky Blinder talk, and I have not take dip my toes into the pool yet. So, but I, I, I can I, see I, that. I mean, if people are watching, they'll be like, oh my god, dude, you're gonna like Peaky Blinders. Yeah. But um, like I said, usually when a show picks up some steam, and people are talking about it, and I feel left out, that's usually when I start the show. True. So. I feel like I'm a little bit beyond that with Peaky Blinders. Like I started kind of late because I ran out of stuff to watch, and I'm just like going through the Netflix right. and saying, "Here it is. What can I get on?" Enough to? people have told me to watch Peaky Blinders. I got to fire it up. Yeah, the one show that I did come across and actually Lizzie brought it up was um, Shit's Creek that we started. Shit's Creek, funny. That's a sitcom, okay? But that's on Netflix, bro. It it is, but it wasn't. It was but, on Pop. It was on a, it was on a network called Pop before. And pop. It was a sitcom. Yeah. So, so Netflix bought so, it. So these are like 20-minute episodes. Every line <laughs> is designed for you to to laugh. It, it's And it's one of those things like, okay, if you have to walk away and go like make food or like go to the bathroom or something, like you're not rewinding for you're it. You're not going to miss anything. Yeah, exactly. Like Entourage, I don't feel like it was like that. And also there were some like very serious parts of Entourage that made it a drama. Entourage, I understand that you're not fighting me on Entourage. I'm not fighting you on the sitcom thing, and I, I kind of agree with you because Entourage was a comedy slash drama, right? Like it was a it was an intertwining of the two. It's why it, what made the show so good, right? But yeah, I agree with you that it's not it's not a full on sitcom. I, I say a sitcom elements, but yeah, to your point, when I think of a sitcom, to me, like the classic is like Two and a Half Men. It's like a four minute scene in the kitchen, and then men, and then they go to the next scene. Right? Dude, that was like, a, that was a big show for you, huh? Two and a half men. Yeah, I like two and a half men. It's one of my favorite sitcoms. Really? I think I think it's a little underrated sitcom. Eh. You, you're not a fan. Eh, well, so speaking of one that I brought up, like I think that two and a half men was underrated. I think that Big Bang Theory. Now, there's you call that a sitcom, right? Yeah. Overrated. 
See, all right. So I was at the beginning of it full on board, thought it was hilarious, thought it was the best show ever. And then it was like one of those things that over time, it just like, it wore off. The Sheldon thing wore off. It was like, okay, we, we, we get it with Sheldon. Like we understand. Yeah. And they, they did try to like develop his character a little bit more. And they brought in Amy Farrah Fowler, who was kind of funny. And she yeah, was that cool was like the like, female Sheldon, right? Yeah. Like yeah. she made him kind of um, a little less Sheldon than yeah. he was. But it, over time it was like, okay, enough's enough. But I don't think I don't necessarily call it overrated. I was all, I was I love that show. Well, that's what I mean. I think I I, I have there's it, some people that me, like vehemently hate that show. Uh, yeah, well, you get but you get a lot of that polarizing like stuff on sitcoms, right? Because you either have people that love Friends or hate it, right? There's very much in between yeah. with Friends. You yeah. either love it or you hate it. Yeah, you don't get in between. Seinfeld is universally loved, right? That's like the golden goose because I don't know anybody that doesn't which, like. Seinfeld. Which does that make it overrated? Like that, that, that sometimes mm. causes things to be overrated. Sure. You know I, I mean, mean, well, that's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. And, but, but God, I mean, are you going to sacrilege and call Seinfeld overrated? No, no, but I'm you just can. saying it has, it, it has like uh, properties of being overrated. I could, I could see that. And it's one of those things that I've actually mentioned before on here is that somebody mentions a movie to you or, or a series to you. And it's like, dude, it's the best. It's literally the best thing I've ever watched in my life. And, and then you, you, you build it up so much in your brain and you try and get into it. And you can't. So Knox said, so speaking of two and a half men, Knox said, yeah, when Charlie Sheen was still on the show it was better. I actually watched a couple episodes when, I don't know if you know this at the end of the show, Ashton Kutcher took over for Charlie Sheen. I think Charlie yeah, Sheen went nuts, right? I, I tried to watch a couple of them. It was no good. They killed him off. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was stupid. And then Ashton Kutcher tried to, like, fill the role. And I'm not saying anything bad about Ashton Kutcher, but it, it, it wasn't the same. You had to have Charlie. He, he made the show. Charlie, Charlie Sheen made the show, like, legitimately. Yeah, and that's definitely sitcom. Yeah. If, it, if you have a laugh track, automatic sitcom. <laughs> True. It is. Yeah, if it's filmed in front of a live studio audience, then the laugh goes automatic, on, right? yeah. Automatic. Okay, I'm with that. Which they don't, they need to start doing that again. I, well, it's hard, right? It's sort of, that is, that type of content almost is passed by. I feel like if you're thinking of like current sitcoms, what are current running sitcoms aside from like The Simpsons and South Park, right? Well, I think the, I think the office and like Parks and Rec like changed the game on it so that it was more like documentary style. Right. Style. That's what I'm saying. Cause like, what is in, what's one that's running now? I'm trying to think of like the Goldbergs. That's one that's uh, running now, right? Yeah. I've never watched oh, it. Oh, like Modern Family. Modern which Family. Is about to come but that's, fi that's finishing up, right? So, like, what are other, like, true contemporary sitcoms that are running right now? I don't know. The Goldbergs just pops up to me. I've never watched it. I see the commercials for it all the time, but, like, I've never got into I've it. I've seen it once or twice. Yeah, like, I, I won't watch it. And I don't know what else is out there. I don't know. It's going away, man. Yeah. The, the, the way the sitcom is fading away because the way of the stream is out. So, for instance, like, yeah, Goldbergs, that's what Ricky said. That's one that that's what pops into my mind, Goldberg's. But like Ricky's up to date on his sitcoms. Ricky's man. Ricky's a sitcom guy. Like yeah. I, I so like when I, when we put the podcast out, like I know certain people. Like Dino was always interested in new Dino documentaries, right? So like Dino will send me a text and be like, "Dude, like, what about this documentary? Did you watch it yet?" That's a good Dino impression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, but you know, certain people are into certain things. Ricky's definitely a sitcom guy. Like Ricky watches Two and a Half Men reruns. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> like he's definitely watching How I Met Your Mother when it comes on the CW. Like he he's into that. CW. Yeah. Wow. Where all sitcoms go to die. All right. So let me say this real quick. So I Amanda has her shows that she watches, right? And usually I get like I get sucked into them. I watch them. Okay. Like I'm not I'm not too proud to admit it, but I've watched the entirety of One Tree Hill. I'm pretty, pretty up to speed and knowledgeable about Grey's Anatomy. I know it. I'm pretty good. Yikes. I almost enjoy it sometimes. It's not bad. But there's one show that she, she she's going to kill me for saying this, but she's not going to listen. <laughs> she just started, she just started watching it and it is the worst, most boring show I've ever watched in my whole life. I have no interest in it whatsoever. And she hates that. I like won't sit down and watch it. And it's um, Gossip Girl. It's it's, oh, it's, boy. it's literally the worst show I've ever I, seen. Yeah, I can see that. So boring. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, my God. I know, Knox. Married with Children. I mean, classic sitcom. Married with Children, even though it sort of has universal praise, that could even be on the underrated list for me. Sure. I mean, that show is amazing. Yeah, and again, it's all in either... It's all either it's right either in the, the living house room. or like the shoe store. Yeah, the living room, yeah. the shoe store. I'm trying to think of where else they would have scenes. I mean, every once in a while out back, Yeah. right? And every once in a while, you'd get like upstairs, but that's it. It was Perfect. the kitchen, living room. That's it. And they didn't eat. The, Bundy, really, the Bundy's never had any food. So they didn't really, eat. That's really an art. Yeah, it is. Yeah. No, right. 
That's true. What's up, Mikey? How you doing, brother? All right, so let's get into some sports, Prof. So I know Prof wants to talk Flyers. I'm going to give him time to talk Flyers. We will talk Flyers. But I want to talk about the fights because we've had a couple big fights in the last couple weeks that I really wanted to talk about. So first, it was UFC 247. It was two weeks ago. Bones Jones fought Reyes. And I had a million bones to pick about this event. The first one was that the stream was dog shit. And I thought it could just be my connectivity here, even though we all know that I am like ridiculously plugged in around here and have good connectivity. And I went on to Twitter while it was going on. Everybody was having buffering and streaming issues and low quality and just absolute dog shit. Is this deja vu? Yeah. So this is deja vu. The, yeah. The last time. We and I said that I wouldn't order another one. <clears throat> so then between that and the card was horrible. So Valentino Shevchenko was the undercard fight, and she's like just this absolutely dominant woman. The only thing that was like noteworthy, she fought Caitlin Kuchagian. She's from Quakertown. I didn't know that. So like that was kind of interesting. You know, oh, this girl's from Quakertown, but she got annihilated, absolutely annihilated. So that fight sucked. Were you rooting for her? Like, well, of course, she's from Quakertown. You watched it? I, I I ordered it. Yeah, I ordered the fight, ah. and she got annihilated. And then Bones, like. I'm sorry. Listen, you guys know how much I love Bones. He's pretty much my favorite UFC fighter of all time. His fights suck now. He's Mayweather. He's turned into Floyd Mayweather. He's got championship fights or five rounds. So literally, he doesn't barely fights the first two, right? Tries not to get hit and then wins on points three, four, five. It's every fight now. And I understand that from his perspective, right? Because he's aging. He wants to hold the title. He's a champion. But Bones fights used to be so entertaining. Him doing crazy spinning back kicks and punches and like bones fights used to be awesome now they suck wasn't he on steroids <laughs> well that's I mean, a whole different debate gotta change the way you got you're going after him. yeah i mean but like he wins and holds the title because he's bones he'll probably never lose on points or he's really got to get beat up but his fights suck and i'm done i'm done i said it last time and i give it one more shot i'm done they're not getting my 64.99 plus whatever my yearly subscription is to pay for these fights anymore because the streaming is dog shit the fights are dog shit. I'm done. That's, that's it. Well, that's what I told you the last time, but you didn't want to listen to I, Well, you knew I would get Bones. I said I wouldn't, and I did. I got Bones because Bones is my guy. I'm done. So what I hear you saying is that you would like to require steroids in UFC. You Everybody should be on steroids. All right. Well, let, let me put it to you like this. How fun would that be? Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, dude, how fun? Think about it. It's the NFL, right? Yeah. Like, do you care? Does anybody care that... Lane Johnson got suspended for peds. Or do you remember, uh, what's his name on the Texans, the white linebacker? He got caught like four times. Brian Cushing. Cushing. Dude got... He's dude, a psycho. The dude spent like four times on the, the drug suspended list. But nobody cared. He came back and just kept playing. So, you stream illegally now for UFC and boxing? Not I, anymore, you don't. That's the FBI's on to right you now, Rick. You yeah. shouldn't have posted that. Bro, uh, why would... Yeah, uh, I would, I'm never going to do that ever because that's illegal and I don't support that at all and I don't support our viewers doing that. So, uh, moving on. Um, we did steal Thunderstruck from ACDC, though. Yeah, that's going to get copyrighted. Uh, so, there was another fight, though, that actually wasn't disappointing, and that was last week, and that was Fury Wilder 2. So I wanted to catch up on that fight. I, I watched the first fight, not lie, but like watched the whole thing before, right? And then I watched the whole fight on YouTube again, the first fight, which was awesome. It was a 12-round slugfest between these two giants, right? It was great. So I didn't order the Fury fight, uh, but I watched it the very next morning before like I watched SportsCenter on YouTube. Like the whole, the whole fight is on YouTube, like 20 minutes. And I don't know how it's gotten pulled down. It's just there. That's what I'm saying. Why do people order this? Yeah, I don't get it. Why do people waste their money to, yeah. to order this? Dude, I got, up, I got up. So it happened Saturday night. I got up Sunday morning at like 8. And I like went upstairs on my exercise bike and pulled out my iPhone and watched the whole flight for 20 minutes on YouTube while I rode to exercise bike for free. And I, I mean, got everything that well, – what else do I need? I don't know, but we should do a Sunday morning watch party. Sunday? We should do a, like the next big fight instead of paying for it. Watch it right here. We'll just have a big party. Yeah. I'm throwing a party at your house. Yeah, we'll do it right here. And we'll just uh, we'll do like kegs and eggs. Yeah, everybody can pile in here. We can <laughs> cast it right here, right, while we're live, and we can just watch it from YouTube right up there. No, on I mean, the honestly, screen. it's really stupid. It's yeah, really it is. stupid that no, you right. can like watch whatever you want whenever you want to watch it, but to have it in the moment, like exactly when it happens, you have to pay seventy five bucks, eighty bucks. Right. It's stupid. It's really stupid. So um, but to that avail the, the fight was awesome. So Fury came in much heavier than the first fight, and that made Wilder, knowing that he put some weight on the, the heaviest he's ever fought, and Fury beat him up. And what happened is 
he hit him in the side of the head a couple times and ended up making his ear bleed. And so that really was messing with his balance, right? And he got beat up. Like Fury took the fight to Wilder and beat him up for six rounds so bad that his team threw the talent in seven. Cause like he Wilder couldn't even stay on his feet. So um finally like great heavyweight names and great heavyweight fights now two in a row. Uh so definitely was awesome. Again, I don't know, like I'm not gonna pay for the fight. If a, a bar has, like when they do, they're definitely going to have a rematch. So if it's at a bar, like that would be cool to go see it. But I, I'm not going to pay for the fight. But listen, it wasn't that Fury won the fight. It was that Wilder lost the fight by walking into the arena sporting oh, yeah. 45 pounds of armor. And so from what I heard is that he blamed his loss on his weak legs due to the treacherous walk from the dressing room to the ring wearing 45 extra pounds facts facts that's a facts. joke right that is yeah what facts. a joke big facts um so he lost the fight because fury took the fight to him and hurt him and he's never been pressed because obviously wilder has this sledgehammer of a right hand right that everybody's scared of getting hit with but i i, I one thing i wanted to bring up and this used to get talked about with mike tyson and because of this fight, I got inspired, and I was watching a ton of old heavyweight fights on, on YouTube, and I watched a bunch of Deontay Wilder fights. And I got to tell you, man, these guys, when they talk about fighting jobbers and stuff, even though they go like 45-0, and 0, 35 of those fights are against guys who like literally have no chance to win the fight. And they like Wilder just destroys him in the first round. like He doesn't even get hit. And well, it's, like, it's just like... I really think it's one of the reasons that... I mean, do do people care about boxing? Like, no. Like, like, do people really care about boxing other than like when they have the one fight a year that's actually worth watching? No. Like, like the I don't know. A couple years ago it was like Mayweather and and Connor, which wasn't even really a boxing fight. It was no. more just like a sideshow. Right. Like before that, it was Mayweather Pacquiao, which like, they never had in the prime. Canelo and um, Canelo and um, Triple G. Triple G, like, okay, I yeah, maybe. But, like, right. nobody really cares about no. boxing year-round. Nobody's, no. like, breaking this stuff down. No, you're right. You make a good point because, remember, like, even 20 years ago, 15 years ago, like, you used to have, like, Thursday night fights and stuff, right? right like because it's all watered down. Now. Yeah, now it's just, yeah, because, and, and UFC has taken, like, mixed martial arts has taken a lot of that away because, like, I think feel like some of the talent goes there. Yeah. And UFC has a great product and typically, you know, not when they're charging you to stream it, all that money, but... Typically, the fights are a little bit more exciting, right. right? And so, like, that style. And, yeah, boxing is definitely fading away. No, like, so if you're a boxing fan, I'm not knocking you for being a boxing fan. I'm just saying I feel bad for you. I feel It's, like, hard to be a boxing fan because you have, like, one guy that you're, like, this is the guy. And then everybody else underneath is, like, a peasant. Like, you, like yeah. you'll never even stand up except for the one time a year where you get a right. You a get the two fight. that rise up. Like Fury Wilder was great, and the fact that it lived up to its hype again for the second fight is great, and now they'll have a third fight, and that'll be great. But aside from that, you, yeah, you won't have that for like at least another year. Yeah, no, it's absolutely going to be a year, and then who's going to fight in between, right? Like, who cares? Yeah, I have no idea. No, it's it's fading, which sucks. Which Ricky said last game. last night's UFC card was great. So I, I I tried to look it up this morning, Ricky, while I was getting stuff together. Um, it was just like a regular. <laughs> Dude. It was just like a regular like UFC You're fight. Right. Yeah, I got when I took that sip of water, it went down a wrong pipe. And uh, I'm like, yeah, I need a mask. Yeah, no, no. Well, uh, listen, you're the one coming over here with conjunctivitis. You need, you need goggles. I need a mask. Yeah, for sure. Um, I tried to look up last night's fight card, Ricky, and I, I, I didn't really see like big names. I didn't take too much of a look at it. But of course, today, like, I'm gonna go on YouTube and watch all of it because I, you know, I'm into that kind of stuff. Yeah, some of the some of the names that aren't like big names, some sometimes those are our best fights. Well, that's the nice thing. The one thing that they do now, which is okay is that they'll give you the pre-card on ESPN before they go to ESPN+. And, like, you always get some good fights on there, for sure. Guys trying to make a name for themselves. Like, guys trying – exactly. No names, beating each other up. Like, those fights are great. And that's one of the reasons – that's what you used to get 20 years ago in boxing, right? Yeah. Like, you would watch a boxing card, and you get to see some guys have good fights. But now they're gone. But now you can watch a UFC undercard and, like, get some good fights. And mm -hmm. that that's why UFC and MMA overall, I feel like, has sort of taken away boxing steam moving into the – 2020s it is but it's going to go through the same thing it's going to get like watered down like and we've talked about it and it's because it's they're going to have to keep up with this espn platform yeah that, and they're just going to have to roll out new fighters every week that like the quality is going to go down yeah this streaming shit dude uh something something's got to come to a head with the way that stuff is done i mean we talked about it a month ago like literally i want to pick up my remote 
that Nick was messing around with here. What he's I just and, found the, the hockey game. I just I, I was scrolling for about fifteen. <laughs> like I, I just want to pick up my remote and click boom to order pay per view. Like I don't know, this streaming shit sucks. Yeah. Um, but that's all I have on fighting prop. You want to talk some Flyers as we're we're watching the push for the playoffs here? Yeah. So the Flyers have jumped into the second spot in the Metro Division, which is a pretty big deal. So they jumped over uh, just the last few teams recently. I mean, I guess we can go all the way back to when they're in the. I forget they're in the second wild card spot, but they've jumped the Hurricanes, they've jumped the Columbus Blue Jackets, they've jumped the Islanders, they've jumped the Penguins now, and now they are three or four points behind Washington for first place in the Metro, which is a pretty big deal. So they're on a five-game win streak. They're playing the Rangers again today. They just beat them two nights ago. At home, they're going to be in MSG. They're starting in about uh, – they should have started 14 minutes ago, but TV's never on time. So it's a big game for them. Uh, They've been playing really well, and the team looks like they're actually a team. Like so, the, the the thing of it is, they're not getting they're not getting major credit nationally, which I know as in Philadelphia sometimes we look at our teams we're like, why aren't you guys talking about our teams? Well, the reason that they're not getting the attention nationally is because they don't have a stud that is making highlight plays and basically dragging putting the team. up huge points like they don't have they don't have a crosby or a malkin they, got OV. Right? they don't have ov who's the whole ov thing i feel like has you know made the, the capitals fall off a little bit i think that they were under the spotlight and for him to get to 700 which he eventually got to i think a couple days ago i think that was putting a lot of pressure on him now they're they're back on track but I just feel like everybody across the board has contributed and it, it's not necessarily like a sexy thing to watch or to broadcast nationally where you don't have one player to be like, this is the dude. Right. There's like no heart control, heart trophy contender on the team. Right. But they're fun to watch. They really are fun to watch. And, um, you know, hopefully they're, they're a legit team. So for the playoff hopes, this is stuff that I like to go back and forth with, with props. So for the playoff hope for the flyers, uh, so what do we have, like 25 games left in the season here? 20, 25 games less, left in the regular season? Than that, yeah. So we're getting into the playoff push here, like they're saying. I think push we're like playoffs. just under 20 maybe. So first thing that always comes to me is for goalie now, for the Flyers, are you – what are you going to do? Like if you're go- – is it going to be – you going to do Hart or is he going to be your guy? Yeah, so I think as we get closer to the playoffs, you're going to see more – Or uh, let me rephrase it. You're going to see less of the the split. I think they're going to – like they're doing today. So typically during the season, I think if they ha- had the Rangers back-to-back, you would see Hart one game and you would see Elliott the second game. Today they're going with Hart again. So I think they're going to try to slowly transition into being a one-goalie Hart's, system. Hart's team. Until a change needs to be made, let's say in a game or something like that. But they want to put more and more pressure heading into the playoffs on Hart. And I think that's a great thing. I think this – I don't know if – it's a mentality with him. He's just, I don't know if he, he feels that pressure at all. Well, that, and that's my point too, because this is the time now that when, cause they've played such a split goalie all season, right? This is the time now that you really need to establish him because in a playoff series, like he's got to be ready. And this is going to be this, if they're going to make a real push, he's got to be a star, right? Like we always talk about this, yeah. typically going into the playoffs, the hottest goaltenders are the teams that do the best. Yeah. And so they need him to be a frontline star and now's the time down the push to your point, typically where you would put Elliott in in like a two or three game stretch for a game here. You gotta let Harder go or you gotta let Carter go. You gotta let him stay in. You gotta let him play yeah. all three in the stretch because it is time now to see if he's gonna be able to stick up. This is gonna be his first big playoff experience. So he's gotta be the guy. If they wanna have success, it's gonna start with him. Especially because to your point, they don't have a star that's gonna carry them, right? So it's gotta start at Carter Hart. They don't have a star, but they have more like skill guys than they've had in years prior. So I say that you, you know, it used to be like the broad street bullies mentality where everybody had to be tough and hitting and stuff like that. Well, now they have more guys that they still do that. Like they still, they'll still get in your face and be annoying and obnoxious, but they have more like guys like Couturier has developed. He's like unbelievable. Now, if you watch him now compared to like four or five years ago when he was always a really good player, but now he's starting to do a lot more offensively. Um, and, and it, you can just tell it's transferred to he plays on the line with Voracek and Drew and they're just getting more opportunities. Voracek's playing amazing. He had like four assists the other night. But you know who I got to bring up now? You know who I have to bring up. Ghost. What about him? What happened? 
nothing happened. I mean, so they're in a good situation with the with the D right now in that they have guys that have jumped up and contributed and and they're really good. Their 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 depth at defense now is but they've what, never had that before. But wasn't Ghost going to be the next he was. Paul like Paul Coffey, right? Like he was going to be the next great scoring defenseman and and it just hasn't developed. Like what what happened with Ghost? Honestly, the guy he's he's super talented. Like he he's got a lot of talent. I think sometimes he tries to do a little bit too much and I think he um and not to mention he's been dealing with this knee injury that's been a problem for him. So he had uh, I don't know if he, I think he had surgery or something like that and he came back and I think he re-aggravated it. So he's just they're kind of like finding a way to get him in. Um I don't know if he's playing today. I don't think he played the night before. No, he didn't he play. Came he came up from yeah. the, he's he he was with uh, I think the Phantoms like doing a rehab yeah, or whatever. Yeah, he didn't play. So I don't up. know okay. what I don't I don't know what the outlook is for him right now, but honestly, it hasn't been an issue. It, like it I was looking at them to trade him uh, at the deadline, and they, they didn't move him. Um, but, again, it's to have that defensive depth that they haven't had in years past. Like, there's guys like Myers, um, Braun. Uh, they're, they're all contributing now, and it's it's nice to have. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not here to bash Ghost. That's sort of a popular thing here on sports, Philly's local sports talk radio. I just – I think like most I expected and how about that name that Paul Coffey you like that one but that honestly with with Ghost's early career that's what I expected I expected a guy like Paul Coffey uh, scoring from the defensive position cuz he's so skilled and so talented right and it just you know he started that way and it just hasn't sort of materialized he hasn't like kept up that pace which again the way he came in it would have been difficult to keep that pace up but I sort of expected that from him moving forward to be sort of a marquee player, and he's not. Well, I, he's not yet. Listen, he hasn't got there I, yet. I think that he's a player that, if the team's not that great, he looks better in situations where if he's getting more ice time and he has to do more, like you'll you'll notice him more. Well, he he doesn't need to do that anymore. The person that has stepped up and he's a number one D man now is Provorov. He's just really fun to watch. He's killing it on power plays. He he just. He's unreal. He's out there for like a half an hour a game. <laughs> he really is. Yeah. No, you're right. So, um, him, Niskanen, they've they've been really good together. Uh, but yeah, other other pickups that have made it an impact is Kevin Hayes. So Kevin Hayes is a guy that he was on while well, he was on the Rangers at the beginning of last year. Got traded to Winnipeg during playoffs or whatever. But he stepped up and he signed a huge contract that everybody was really. Um, not a fan of, which, you know, I'm not going to, I didn't know much about him coming over because you didn't hear too much about him, but he, he stepped up and he's got a ton of skill. He's just made everybody on his line look amazing. He's, he's the second on our, uh, our penalty kills to Couturier as a center. And he's just, he does it all, but he doesn't necessarily like, if you look at his point totals, he doesn't look like he's killing it. His stats are going to blow you away. But he's got over 20 goals now. um, And he does a lot defensively. There's our that boy think, right there. Uh, yeah. So he's legit, man. Yeah. I mean, dude, look at his stats. I mean, literally, you love to see the 910 on the save percentage, the goals against under two and a half. Like, I mean, you love to see it. And it, this is where, right here, this is a nice game for them. And then, as Ricky said, they got the caps on Wednesday. That's a pretty good, big game. Oh, Henrik. Old like, steady Henrik. Not, well, he ha- he's been sitting out. Yeah. So yeah. They have, uh, they have a three goalie system going on there. Uh, Georgiev played the other night. They have Shesterkin that was. That was playing. I think he's their number one now, but he was just in There's a car your boy right there. Yeah, Kevin Hayes. Kevin Hayes. Man. Yep. Um, but yeah, they they're looking they're looking legit. So we are going to be following the Flyers closely here down the stretch. Another thing to note: Sixers, sort of a big game today. They got the Lakers. That'll be interesting. Uh, that's this afternoon, three thirty. So that'll be nice. Um, one thing that I wanted to tease, and I really want to do this, and I, I've actually been putting pieces together and propping and put it together. So. Um, obviously, as we're coming into the playoff push for both the Flyers and the Sixers, we're going to be covering both of them closely and, you know, the rest of the NHL and NBA because we don't just focus on the Philly teams necessarily. But the one thing that I did want to do is a lot of people have been asking me because I have a lot of theories about the process overall, right? Where the team stands, where should they have gone, what happened. We are going to do a special from the Hill that is going to be just about the process. We're going to track from start to finish, the timeline of the process, we'll go through the players, we'll go through the transactions, we'll go through the general manager interactions and everything down the line to present time. And so you can see what assets were, ooh, that was nasty, what assets were acquired, 
what assets you know we got have panned out have panned out which ones we let go right who went where what's happened and we're going to go through it it's going to be awesome you guys aren't going to want to miss that uh we will put that out on social media when we're going to do that show but that's going to be awesome you're not going to want to miss that one that's all i got prof you got anything else brother no i got nothing else for today good deal make sure heading uh, to target after this big big day today oh i got a huge day at target gotta pick up some so uh gotta pick up some new car seats oh nice nice that i have made growing in the last two weeks i have been to target probably like seven or eight times picking things up returning things that have not fit in the house baby gates car seats all the wrong stuff i just pick out all the wrong stuff (laughs) i gotta take it back and get the new stuff so that's what i'm doing welcome to father right yeah i gotta get my oil change today on the on the wrap nice computer told me it's got to be done so that's got to be done don't forget, guys, uh, all of the podcasts will be up on the iTunes podcast application and YouTube. Make sure you search from underscore the underscore hill. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. doesn't cost you guys anything, but really helps us out. If you like the content, do us a favor. Spread the word on social media again. doesn't cost you guys anything. helps us out. We appreciate everybody hopping in the live feed and interacting. Always brings more flavor to the show. I love to see people's names pop in and out. Love to see the comments. I know Prof does also. We appreciate all the support. Are we heading out acapella here? Uh, no, we're not going to head out acapella. No tunes? Oh, I got, I got something actually uh, on board that I wanted to play but because I wanted to piss Prof off. So, like, I opened the show with a song that, like, everybody knew and everybody would like. And so then, but I got another one of these songs that I know one Prof no, is going to hate. One Nothing Flyers. Oh, nice. I got one of these songs I know Prof isn't going to like. So I wanted to make sure I brought that out here to to pull us out. Prof's, Prof's not going to like it, but we definitely won't get hit with copyright on this one. Just another one of Jack's club mixes. That's it, baby. We're going, we're going house style on the way out. That's it, everybody. Enjoy the Flyers today. Enjoy the Sixers later this afternoon. Oh, they need one. We are off this scene. For the Prof Swags, peace. See ya. Oh, 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 oh,